I am afraid that I have much news, and most of it is terrible. Welcome to the Mind Killer, the rationalist brain on politics, where we keep the rationalist community informed about what's going on outside of the rationalist community. As always, I'm Wesley Fenza. I'm David. <laughs> and we have no Eniage today because he's at Burning Man. Um, but we have a guest host for you here. Uh, how do you want to introduce yourself? I'm Jamil Sabajri. Happy to be here. Happy to see you guys. Jamil, what is up? I told Eniage you were subbing in for him, and he was like, damn it, I want to hang out with Jamil. <laughs> uh, it is August 28th, 2023. And we are going to start with a couple of follow-ups from our previous stories, uh, starting with, oh, poor, poor Prigozhin. David, what happened? Yeah, so we uh, previously talked about how uh, Evgeny Prigozhin, notable war criminal and former caterer, uh, kind of did, did a coup. coup. He did a coup. Uh, it wasn't a very good one, but we... Closed out that section with uh, something along the lines of, well, keep an eye on our show for the inevitable news of his premature death. And hey, guess what? He's dead. (laughs) (laughs) We were right. Yay. That was, uh, what was that? Uh, A month? Two months? Uh, Yeah, like two months. I I honestly thought it would be quicker. Two months sounds like a lot. Uh, Yes, his his private plane crashed mysteriously. Uh, if by crashed mysteriously you mean was shot down by surface-to-air missiles or possibly <laughs> air-to-air missiles. Yes. I love, I love how mainstream news reports are about this because they're like, some commenters think that maybe Vladimir Putin had something to do with this. And never mind that we have video showing explosions followed by the plane coming down with the wing and the tail ripped off. <laughs> and Putin has, of course, vowed to find the real killer. <laughs> yes, of course. I'm, I'm uh, upset we didn't put any money on this. Yeah, well... Uh, I guess it was a short bet. Yeah, I mean, Gray actually did find someone who was willing to put money on Prigozhin surviving to the end of the year somehow. What? Wow. Oh, man. Uh, well, I hope he got a payoff out of that. Yeah, um... Yeah, uh, not only Prigozhin, though. Uh, Some big-brain genius decided to have all of Wagner's senior leadership on one plane in Russian airspace. Uh, So not only did uh, Pringles the hot dog man die, so did uh, Dmitry Utkin, the notable uh, neo-Nazi field commander. uh, Oh, no, not Utkin. Yeah, meaning that a year and a half into the three-day special military operation to denazify Ukraine, the Russian military has finally started engaging in serious denazification. Um, and also, I was wondering their, how we were going to work that joke in there. Good job. Yeah, and uh, also their uh, primary like logistics and money guy uh, was on board, and he's dead too. Womp womp. Yeah, couldn't have happened to a nicer group of guys. I love how Prigozhin just... Did he actually think that he was just going to, like, hang out in Belarus? Because I didn't I mean, think that. He, he apparently thinks that he was just going to hang out in Russia. Like, he went to Africa for, like, two weeks and then was back in St. Petersburg shaking hands with diplomats. And it was like, fuck it, I'd rather get killed by Putin. I guess. There you go. Uh, what's this about Wagner getting Order 66? Uh, yeah, so there is some preliminary reporting, nothing I was able to find super reliable sources at, so, or about, so take this with a grain of salt, uh, that the Russian military has started purging Wagner, uh, basically going to people, uh, currently in Wagner and saying, hey, you have a choice. You can sign on with the Russian Ministry of Defense, or we have this nice hole you can uh, climb into. <laughs> Basic military doctrine says, once you start the coup, you finish the coup. Like, there's no uh, change my mind, sorry. Just finish, do what you were doing, guys. What, what are you doing? Yep. Silly. Uh, I believe the aphorism is, you, you come for the king, you best not miss. There you go. <laughs> and you certainly don't 
stop and try to take a mulligan on the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so there's no, uh, they haven't found the body, right? Uh, I think they were able to confirm uh, one of the bodies as Prigozhin. I think there's one fewer uh, body than the manifest listed as mm. being aboard the plane. Uh, but Prigozhin, I think he had like a missing finger or something, and one of the bodies did right, as well. Because I'm going to be super amused if it turns out this was a whole big fake out. Because <laughs> I'm sure Putin doesn't actually care that Prigozhin's dead. He just wants everyone to think he killed him. I think he probably cares at least a little. Maybe. But could could just be Prigozhin being like, I'm going <laughs> to tell everyone I'm on this plane and put a body double on there. That'd be pretty sweet. That'd be cool. I'd, I'd appreciate right. that. Then 20 yeah. years later, he pops up. He's like, ha It was me! Well, we do know he's a master of disguise. I have heard that. <laughs> All right, what's this next story about uh, Evergrande? Yeah, so uh, Evergrande is a gigantic Chinese real estate company uh, that had some major solvency issues when uh, COVID hit. Uh, as well as, you know, some other Chinese financial chicanery. Uh, yeah, as I recall, when last we left them, they were in really dire financial straits because they sold all these houses that weren't built yet. Yeah. And then what happened there? They, like, couldn't end up building them because they're out of money or something? Yeah, pretty much. Um, and, yeah, they have filed for bankruptcy. Uh, so that's finally happened. It. Also took longer than I was expecting, uh, and for some bizarre reason, they filed for bankruptcy in a U.S. court, not a Chinese court. That so, is weird. I'm not sure what sort of galaxy brain thinking is going on there, but that happened, and I guess we'll uh, continue following up this story if slash when there are any notable updates. I mean, if I had a choice, I'd file bankruptcy in U.S. court. I bet it's way more forgiving than Chinese courts. Yeah, but you're not a uh, you're not a linchpin of the Chinese national economy. So. As far as you know, yeah, somebody's gonna get locked up over this. Uh, locked up, or you know, <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe another plane needs to crash. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so hang now, on. Um, uh, oh, is biggest there more companies in China? Yeah, there's Fenza Family Law right at the top. Um. No one is supposed to know about that. <laughs> oh, you should I'm, probably I'm, get in touch with Google about I'm just that. I'm going to edit this part out. So <laughs> isn't here, so it's okay. <laughs> All right, on to the new news, which starts with another Trump indictment. Yay! <laughs> this is the fourth one and probably the last one, at least for a while. I'm sure he's going to commit some more crimes, but these are all the indictments that we knew of that were like in the pipeline. This one is the Georgia case where Trump was trying to steal the election in Georgia and they caught him on tape talking to Brett Raffensperger being like, hey, come on, man, just find me some votes. <laughs> um, they're charging him under the Georgia Rico statute, which is fun because that's the anti-mafia bill. Now, I don't know the ins and outs of Rico law. I'm led to believe federal RICO law is very difficult to uh, to charge someone under, but apparently it's easier in Georgia. So basically what the charges are are that Trump and his 18 co-defendants, including Rudy Giuliani, Mark Meadows, and a bunch of his other lawyers, engaged in a criminal racketeering enterprise um, to steal the election, which obviously, right? Sure, absolutely. <laughs> is there any question? No. So I was given to understand that the federal statute is really easy to get charged with, but very hard to get convicted under. Is that wrong? Um, I really know only know about it from listening to Pope Hat. Yeah. And he's always saying that whatever, whatever, whenever you think someone's going to get charged with Rico, they're not going to. Okay. Yeah. I remember him saying that uh, people very often get charged and then the charges get dropped approximately immediately. Really? Because they they tell on somebody, right? Because they snitch. Oh, and wow. to be clear, there's like a 
at least a 60% chance that that's me misremembering, so... Yeah, um. my, my understanding is it's pretty rare for federal prosecutors to charge anyone with anything that they don't think they can prove. But hmm. I, I would believe they might do it as a way of leaning on somebody. Because, man, you do not want to get charged with RICO, because it's pretty hard to, to, uh, to not get convicted, I think. It's basically conspiracy, and conspiracy is kind of a bullshit doctrine. Uh, it's a way of getting in trouble for things you didn't actually do. But, but, but you conspired to do. You participated. Right. <laughs> exactly. So, like, when you're charged with conspiracy, you know, you are responsible then for stuff other people do, even if nobody breaks any laws. You just have to make an agreement to do something, and then one member of the conspiracy has to take, like, a concrete step toward accomplishing it. But none of the actual things you do have to be illegal other than the agreement to, to do illegal stuff. Uh, so it's pretty tough when you're a conspiracy defendant. And if I remember right, one of the uh, the one conspirator who has to take a um, concrete step uh, can be a fed. <laughs> I mean, oh, wow. I'm, I don't doubt that's true. <laughs> now, I, I doubt that's true. If I remember right, that's how they ch- ended up charging the uh, people who were quote-unquote conspiring to kidnap Gretchen Whitmer. They were just oh, wow. shit-talking over beer. One guy happened to be a fed, and therefore the entire group of people shit-talking over beer uh, went up the river, except for the fed. I mean, I don't know, but uh, that does not sound unbelievable to me. Uh, Jamil, you don't think so? You think you think it's uh, entrapment if the fed is the one to take the, the concrete step? Yeah, if no one does anything except the fed, come on. Jury's not going to... Juries, I don't know. Maybe, maybe. I, I, I feel uncomfortable signing that. <laughs> well, I mean, juries are strange and capricious creatures. So very true. Very true. Um, which is one reason why Trump and uh, well, Trump isn't doing this yet, but several of his co-defendants are trying to remove this to federal court because the it's currently being charged in the county Atlanta is in, uh, which might just be Atlanta County. I don't remember. Uh, and, and they do not want an Atlanta jury. So they're trying to remove it to federal court. Basically, their argument is that they were federal officials performing official duties. Um, so this needs to be charged in federal court. And to do that, you need to have a colorable, colorable federal defense. Uh, and there's so, well, I, I don't know how that's going to shake out. Um, pretty skeptical that they're going to be able to do it. But it would suck if they do because Trump's main goal here is just to delay all this until after the election. And if he gets it removed to federal court, that's more of a delay. And yeah. federal judges are notorious for taking forever to do anything. So those cases just tend to move slower. So have you guys been enjoying the memes that came out of Trump's mugshot? <laughs> oh, man, they're great. If you have not seen this mugshot, it is something else. My favorite is the uh, putting him right next to Vigo the Carpathian. It's like <laughs> From it's, uh, Ghostbusters? Yeah, he's making the same look. <laughs> He's got like the you know the the chin down eyes up yeah. like like smirk grimace thing. I like the one where he's adjacent to Lindsay Lohan, Paris Hilton, and Nicole Richie, and all it's all just mugshots. <laughs> he just fits right in. He fits right in with that squad. Nice. <laughs> all right. Anything else about Trump's RICO indictment? Nah, I still don't really care that much. <laughs> I. Uh, I'm hopeful that this will get actually tried or resolved in some sense, you know, before the election. It seems like the uh, Republican presidential candidates are, too. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, speaking of which, Mm. (laughs) the the Republican presidential candidates had a really sad debate. It was the other night there were like, well, like eight of them up there, but no Trump. So nobody gave a shit. Uh, And Trump actually went on... Tucker Carlson's Twitter show, which was released at the exact same time as the debate. So, so these, these, these idiots are just up there on stage like, I should be the next president. And meanwhile, nobody's watching that. And anyone who even is watching anything is, is watching uh, Trump on Twitter. It was, I mean, I just think it's funny. So are we standing uh, Ramaswamy on this Vivek podcast? Vivek Ramaswamy! Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I didn't watch the debate um, because for obvious reasons. Yeah. Uh, But I hear uh, Vivek Ramaswamy was uh, the the darling. 
mostly because he was just up there being like, Trump is the best president we've ever had. I think Trump is great. Also, vote for me for some reason. <laughs> yeah, they they obviously think they think he's getting there. They think he's going down. There's no they think there's no chance he uh, stays out of prison until the election. So, yeah, I think I think that's got to be his strategy. He's like, well, look, if in case, you know, something happens to Trump, I'm I'm there. Uh, or maybe he's just running to get his name out there for 2028. Who knows? <clears throat> maybe he wants the VP spot. There could be that. Yeah, they, I guess some of them are running for vice president. Uh, I think he might. There's like, isn't there some uh, money laundering scam that Trump figured out where you can get people to donate to your super PACs and your PACs and then pocket the money? Isn't that what kind of what's been going on for the past couple he years? Definitely did that. Um, these days, his super PAC money is going to pay his legal bills. Uh, sure, so that's sure. fun. Uh, let me see. Who else was there? Uh, oh, <laughs> uh, Mike Pence was there. He somehow thinks people are going to vote for him, which is funny. <laughs> he, every question, he was like, well, God said. And we're like, all right, Pence. We, we get it. Uh, Chris Christie was there. He was like, yeah, Trump sucks. I hate Trump. <laughs> um, I, I think if I had to vote in the, the Republican primary, I'd vote for Christie. He's a Jersey guy. He's great. He didn't really cause that traffic jam. That was some other guy. <laughs> I, I actually think he's the best of those options out of those. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Christie wasn't a bad governor. He's okay. I mean, yeah, we're, we're, we made it. We survived. He's, yeah. he's all right. He was okay. Yeah. Definitely better than any of those other clowns up there. I agree. Um, DeSantis was there. Apparently couldn't get a word in. <gasps> all the reports afterward were like, yeah, DeSantis was um, present. <laughs> Which he was supposed to be like the Trump killer. I don't know what happened to him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, whenever governors of weird states try to get into federal politics, they tend not to do super well. Um, uh, California governors are, of course, the most common example here, but, you know, he's a Florida man. It's not super surprising that he's not doing well outside of the specific context of Florida. uh, Weren't Clinton and Bush both governors? Wasn't Clinton like the governor of Arkansas? Yeah, or something? yeah. So that's like a yeah, good normal. Yeah, that's a good norm. Arkansas is a good normal middle American state. Texas, eh, kind of weird. Uh, <laughs> Te- but- hey, look, Texas is just as weird as Florida. Come on. I don't know about uh, that. I don't. Texas I don't think that's is true. pretty weird, but it's not as weird as Florida. <laughs> I don't know, man. I went out to Texas and I saw those Cadillacs buried in the sand. That was pretty weird. <laughs> what? Yeah, <laughs> Cadillac Ranch. They're oh, like wow. half-buried Cadillacs painted with graffiti. This is uh, it's like an art project somebody did. Florida Florida is a meme in itself. I guess Texas is too, but Florida, Florida man is just, that guy could be, could be doing anything at any time. Never be too careful. That's true. I guess Florida is probably, is probably has a slight edge. Florida's banning books right now. Oh, everyone's banning books. Come on. Oh, are they? Is that everywhere? I thought it was just Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis went to war with Disney World. Yeah, that's true. That was pretty <laughs> fucked up. We covered that before, where we were like, yeah. DeSantis like did had this weird bug up his ass about Disney World, and then fucked it up. That's probably what killed him in the polls. I think everyone was like, "You took on Disney and lost." <laughs> what a what a fucking loser! You can't yeah. even be Disney. How can you be the president? Come on, right? But also, why are you picking fights with Disney? Everybody loves Disney. Everybody loves Disney. They got Marvel. They got uh, they they got the X Men back. Got Star Wars. Got Star Wars, yeah. I was like, I know there's one other big one they got. <laughs> got Marvel, Star Wars, and all that Pixar crap that mm-hmm. everybody loves. Yeah, it's fantastic. Idiots. Do you um, like Pixar? Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, I have a three-year-old, so of course I love Pixar. That's uh, Yeah, I can't even think of anyone else who was at the debate. Nikki Haley. Oh, Nikki Haley, yeah. She's probably, like, not as bad as the rest of them. Eh, uh, not, not as good as Chris Christie, though. Yeah, I mean, look, Christie's, Christie's my guy. I think she's as bad as Mike Pence. No, as bad as Pence? I think so. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't really been paying attention because there's no way she's going to win. Yeah, right. Yeah, I I just want a uh, South Asian Sigma in the Oval Office, so I'd be okay with either <laughs> Ramaswamy or Haley. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Uh that's, uh, that's, that's, that's a position that you can have. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, are you standing, Ramaswamy? They're going to make us all look bad. Uh, I will when he starts a YouTube channel, just because, you know, I have learned <laughs> so much from Indian Guy on YouTube. <laughs> 
but not, not yet. how that works. I that am, is not how that works. I am oh. quite certain that's exactly how it works. <laughs> David, you're bringing extra racism to the podcast today. <laughs> All right. Well, that was dumb uh, for them to even have a debate without Trump. Yes. So let's move on to our next story, which is that abortion is illegal in South Carolina again. Ah, uh, South Carolina. Yeah, previously, the South Carolina Supreme Court had overturned the six-week abortion ban, but one justice uh, was term-limited out, got replaced, and another one changed his vote. So they just were like, oh, this totally not the same law is, is upheld. That other one, you see, was different somehow, um, which, you know, is not accurate. They're the same law. Uh, so some of the wording was changed so they could rehear it. But, yeah, it's just the judges. They, they swapped out one judge for another, so it was a foregone conclusion. So abortion is illegal after six weeks in South Carolina. It seems like they tried to make it seem like uh, it was like an administrative law issue that forced them to uh, go back and look at this again. Yeah. <laughs> what actually happened is they just passed a new ban, which was the same as the old ban with, like, a couple of slight differences to be like, see, it's not the same one. Well... Good news is you can still leave South Carolina, which you should probably do anyway. <laughs> Can't argue with that. All right, David, yes. what is going on with SpaceX? That is a fantastic question. So the Department of Justice has filed charges against, I think, Elon Musk personally, as well as SpaceX for illegal discrimination against refugees in their hiring policy, despite this making absolutely no sense. Because <laughs> SpaceX, as you might be able to tell from the name, is a space company, which means it's covered under the International Trafficking in Arms Regulations, which means they can't hire non-U.S. citizens without going through a ridiculously long and expensive process for every single one of them. Uh, so now, now, David, I looked this up. I don't know that that's accurate. Okay. Um, because the ITAR, the uh, the thing you said, what was it? Uh, International Traffic it, and Arms Race. Yeah, yeah, that one. Um, it includes... So what they're suing them for is discriminating against asylees and refugees. Yeah. Which are included as U.S. persons under ITAR. So the, the extra regulations from ITAR don't apply to asylees and refugees. They, they get treated just like U.S. citizens. Hmm. Uh, so I think that possibly the DOJ is correct here. Okay. Uh, well, I'll, I'll take your word for it. I am not a lawyer. I did not look <laughs> up these regulations. Um uh, but the other, the other big issue is the only named plaintiff to, besides the DOJ is a lawful permanent, permanent resident. So as far as I understand how standing works, they don't even have standing because they couldn't find any actual asylees or refugees who had allegedly been discriminated against. That does seem like a problem. <laughs> Uh, yeah, if they want to sue them for not hiring asylees and refugees, they probably need an asylee or refugee as a, as a plaintiff. Although I don't know how, like, administrative, uh, lawsuits work, because I feel like maybe the, like, the, um, the agency just has standing because it is charged under statute with enforcing that law. But I think they would definitely have to at least have examples of people who were discriminated against. Yeah, they've got some... But I some, don't think they need to be involved in the lawsuit. Yeah, they've got some evidence here, but it looks like it's this is just kind of forcing them to follow the law, and the punishment probably won't be too severe, it looks like. I think the bigger problem is the just the appearance of just <laughs> selective uh, attacking, selectively attacking Elon's guys here. Um, I just It just doesn't feel... It, it gives you a bad taste in your mouth because... This is so specific, and why, like, what's going on? Who who complained, who checked, who filed the complaints is, I guess, the question. That's, yeah. that's kind of open. This definitely strikes me as the thing that, like, most companies under ITAR probably do. And, yeah, they're probably just messing with them because, I don't know, nobody likes Elon these days. Yeah. Uh, the most convincing story I heard is that this is the mm -hmm. latest... Um, 
proxy conflict in an ongoing, uh, let's call it oh, a dispute between please the... Please tell me this is about Twitter. Uh, no, it's between the <laughs> Department of Justice and the Department of Defense, because uh, SpaceX does a lot of defense contracting work, yeah. putting up spy satellites and stuff. Um, so yeah, that makes sense, uh, especially since, you know... Elon Musk is the main character of the internet for the last couple of months, <laughs> and so if uh, they were going to have a turf war, then this seems like fairly logical turf for them to fight over. All right, guys, can we not? SpaceX is cool. <laughs> so the Department of Defense doesn't want refugees and asylees, and the Department of Justice is like, well, so what? Uh, <laughs> it's the law. So the... the conspiracy theory or whatever you want to call it is that neither of them give a fuck about the object level question uh just the doj saw this as an excuse to poke the dod with his stick and took it that seems public (laughs) it's a very public poke yeah well nobody accused these agencies of being subtle oh man well hopefully this all gets cleared up by them just being like all right we'll change our application so it puts through the asylees all three of them that applied okay doj and here we'll pay 50 grand as a fine or something uh yeah hopefully this doesn't go anywhere stupider than that all right and in other legal news the fifth circuit has upheld the ban on is it mifepristone mifepristone i don't remember from last time we talked about this anyone neither do i (laughs) All right, I'm just I'm gonna call it Mifepristone. Um, last last we left this story, the crazy Trump judge had decided that um, the original 2000 a- approval of Mifepristone was improperly done and put a put put like a weird administrative stay on it, uh, which is also dumb. And not what you normally do. You would just say, like, no, this is no longer approved then. Uh, But anyway, the Fifth Circuit heard this and overturned it in part and upheld it in part. Um, They mercifully got rid of the part about the 2000 approval. Um, And they got rid of the um, 2019 approval of the uh, generic Mifepristone. Oh, my God. I'm saying this differently every time. Uh... That was the approval of the generic, and they were like, well, the doctors that are suing, they don't have standing on this issue because they can't show they were harmed by it. Um, and they, they, they did a whole thing about standing, which I always get bored by because standing is dumb. But basically, there's a bunch of doctors suing, being like, well, we're harmed by this because then women take these pills and, you know, then they get complications from them and we have to treat those women and... And then they give you a lot of money. Yes, exactly. But they have to, like, give medical treatment that's, like, like an abortion, you know? It's, like, abortion-y. They don't like doing abortion-y stuff. Uh, But, yeah, apparently they have standing to sue about the uh, the 2016 and 2021 loosening of restrictions, which is the part that allowed it to be prescribed remotely by non-doctors and then sent through the mail. So they upheld that part of the stay. Um, Now, the... Supreme Court has apparently already reviewed this administratively and put a stay on the trial court order. So technically, right now, you can still get it um, and and nothing's gone into effect. But if this is allowed to go into effect, then you won't be able to get it through the mail or through or, or prescribed by a non-doctor. Um, and the pregnancy window is down to 49 days from 70, which is where they updated it to, uh, which is... All just very stupid. Um, they so the the standard for reviewing an agency decision is it just can't be arbitrary and capricious. And basically, what the court did is they looked at the evidence for loosening the restrictions and were like, "Well, yeah, they had evidence that each one of these things individually would be okay, but they didn't look at the cumulative effect of what happens if you do them all together." So we're gonna call that arbitrary and capricious, which is insane because it just like, the FDA is already the worst. If you make it so they can't, like, undo some of their dumb restrictions without doing, like, a whole study, that's insane. That's just status quo bias for no reason. Yep, that's dumb. 
Yeah, I was like, the, the rest of that was just a bunch of admin law stuff that I don't understand. <laughs> All right, Jimmy, you graduated from law school. What's your take? Uh, my take is that your take is correct. <laughs> <laughs> that is the best take. It's a good take. Yeah, no, you're right. It's just it's they've made it. Yeah, they've literally made it so that the FDA has to now they have to do a sum of all parts analysis anytime they want to overturn anything. So that means they can never do anything uh, because a lot of times they'll be impossible. But really, this is just they want to make so right I mean, because they easily not, could just do them one at a time. Yeah, let's right? not pretend. Let's not pretend that the, these judges had a legitimate reason or that they were following their reasoning. They just wanted, they wanted to ban the drug. They wanted to ban methylprestone. Yeah. I mean, and they did, they did do like a real legal analysis. Sure. Which they is why they, 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 they couldn't find, they're not so biased as the, as the trial court judge who, who decided to go all the way back to 2000. They were like, no, no, <laughs> the statute of limitations, guys, you can't, sue for something 23 years ago i'm sorry uh but yeah this is definitely motivated reasoning here yes the fifth circuit you know these were super conservative judges so it's like no no surprise uh but i don't know i mean the supreme court's going to decide it anyway and they uh, are probably going to overturn it so i don't know why the fda isn't right now just issuing a new approval just being like, okay, well, let's um look. We we looked at all this information because half of this analysis is like, well, they just they need to explain their reasoning better. Right. So I'm like, okay, put out a new report. Do we like be like, okay, we're issuing a second approval right now. Here's all our reasoning. Just look at the look at the decision. Write down everything they said. Nobody, nobody in the FDA has the guts to pull the trigger like that and just put out a new report. Come on. Uh. <laughs> I'm sure I know I'm sure I know I'm sure they have like you know a thousand little procedures they have to follow and it's probably like the drug maker needs to initiate it oh maybe because the FDA is the worst and all of their procedures are stupid not wrong I love the FDA <laughs> you say you love the FDA yeah they're okay on no. this podcast no, I know I'm, I'm I know sorry. sir I well, no, sir, no, now we're going now to I gotta have know. to ask you to leave <laughs> <laughs> no I now I have to know why do we love the FDA they ban just the right amount of not they ban too many things but most of the time it's still fewer things than like europe bans. so is it really is europe even worse about this i mean that's not super surprising they're worse about most things there's so much stuff in the u.s that is legal to eat that is completely illegal in europe like oh yeah oh also chemicals so so gina my wife is a chemist who makes industrial coatings and anything that has food contact, it's like so much more annoying to make it for anything that's going to Europe. Yeah, they mm. got much stricter regulations, and as a result, their population is much, much healthier. Gross. I know, isn't it? Yeah, the FDA is actually not strict enough. Sorry, sorry, my killers. Mm. <laughs> I'm gonna have to uh, disagree I, to disagree there. Well, how about this? How about this? They're not strict enough. They're not strict enough on food, but they're too strict on drugs. How's that? I am willing to give that case a hearing <laughs> thank you i, I doubt <laughs> yeah. i'll end up agreeing with it but it's not as obviously idiotic as they're not strict enough on yeah, drugs. i would probably agree that if they were stricter on food we'd all be healthy i'll put it that way they should just copy all of europe's food regulations and just implement those and keep it moving not even think about it but then we couldn't eat our good american garbage Exactly correct. Oh, terrible. <laughs> terrible. Let people be unhealthy. It's fine. It is. It is fine. <laughs> All right. It I'm is. glad we agree. Now we'll move on to happy news. Yay. <laughs> Jamil, you need to cheer for happy Sorry. news. Sorry. Good news, everyone. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. You're new here. <laughs> All right. Oh my God! These stories are all from David. Yeah. Since when do you find happy news? Uh, I subscribe to the same happy news newsletter as Inyash, and because he didn't <laughs> snipe me in putting all the stories into happy news, I put them. All in. right. All right. We'll give us some happy news. All right. Uh, so starting off, we have happy news from Meta. Uh, formerly known as Facebook. Oh, this uh, is rare. Yeah, which has... Oh, by the way, for listeners, I uh, took advantage of Inyash's a- absence to put all the AI news into happy news. So that's what's <laughs> happening right now. Uh, they have developed a competitor to GitHub Copilot. 
uh, GitHub Copilot is an OpenAI slash ChatGPT powered uh, code writing software. Uh, basically, you can start writing code or like write a comment for some code or something, and it'll suggest how you should actually write the thing. Um, and Meta has developed a similar product. Uh, they have not yet released it to the public, but they uh, are making some noises like they're planning to in the near future, and it is being used for in-house development All in right. Meta. That sounds pretty sweet. Yep. That's awesome. Also, how are they still getting away with calling it OpenAI after they shut everything down? What is that? Uh, there's no nominative determinism law in the United States. You can call your company whatever the heck yeah, you want. Yeah, I guess that's what it is. <laughs> all right. Well, I look forward to all of us, uh, you know, knowing how to code without actually learning. Thanks what we to code? Meta. What should we code first? Uh, oh, uh, uh, viruses. Happy world. Steal people's <laughs> or, uh, information, obviously. No, a oh. hello world. The viruses come second. Everyone knows that. All right, fair. All right. What else is happy? Uh, also happy is a new startup that wants to make rain on demand. Uh, the startup is appropriately called Rainmaker, and, uh... I thought you said there was no nominative determinism law. I mean, it's permitted, but not required. It doesn't sound like America to me. <laughs> uh, I wish you were wrong. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so Rainmaker is looking into seeding clouds with silver iodide, which is a chemical that uh, basically encourages the formation of raindrops. And uh, does Philly have that annoying thing where it like stays cloudy for weeks at a time but never actually rains? Not really? Yeah, we usually get actually actually it rains. Hmm. Okay, well, uh, lucky for We're not you, in London. Uh, lucky for you, but uh, other places do have this issue, uh, notably deserts, uh, like the one I live in. And you guys get tons of clouds, but no rain? Yeah. It's bullshit. Yep. Uh, and Rainmaker would basically poke those clouds with a metaphorical stick until they actually, you know, start dropping water onto the ground. Uh, they are... Uh, so this would be very good for agricultural land, where uh, basically rainfall would be much more predictable and uh, less drought-prone, and this would uh, help stabilize a lot of agricultural production. Uh, in the long term, they're also interested in trying to uh, use it to uh, kickstart a proper water cycle in desert areas like the uh, southwest United States and the Sahara Desert. No, we need that for the solar panels. <sighs> no, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just trolling you. Yeah. Uh, it says, this, all right, it so, says Americans invented cloud seeding in the 40s. Yep. But, wow. So. Yeah. So if we can, so if we can make it so if we can take a cloud and make it rain, mm -hmm. does that mean we could, like, prevent it from raining in places by, like, making the cloud rain earlier? Yes. Oh, see, that's awesome. I'm much yeah. more excited about that. I want less rain. Really? I mean, here. Rain? No, I don't like I mean, rain. Do you like rain? Love rain. I, I like to play outside. I play outside the rain? Yeah, so. Stopping you. Oh, it's come on. a little wet. Afraid oh, a little wetness. What a, what, a, what a hippie. So I do like <laughs> rain. Like, oh, just go out in the rain. I do like rain, but I would also like to not have 4th of July fireworks uh, rain Right? Out. Yeah, just seed all the cl just shoot all the silver at the clouds on July 3rd. Then there's no there's no rain for the 4th. Perfect. Uh, um, I still like fireworks. Yes. Shame. Shame. But are you anti-fireworks, too? You're oh, pro-FDA yeah. and anti-fireworks? I'm half pro-FDA. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Once I feel like I feel like once you've seen fireworks like a hundred times. All right, Jimmy. So, next Fourth of July, here. I'm going to take you out on my boat to watch the fireworks. Oh, that really the, is the, the way to go do off it. right right above you on the on the river, and then you'll see. That sounds so loud. I've been yeah. under I've been under fireworks when they've gone off. It's, it's cool, but I mean. <sighs> all right, all right. Yeah. Never mind. I'm not bringing you then. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> you're not going to convince me to like fireworks, guys. Come on. <laughs> all right, all right, David. 
What else is going on? Uh, well, one last thing about Rainmaker. Uh, so they are their current plan is to use drones for these uh, cloud seeding projects. Uh, they tried planes, but it was really hard to get them to the right part of the cloud to release the payload. Uh, their other alternative piece was our plan was to use a howitzer, one of the really big artillery pieces. Uh, they did try to buy one, but, quote, ran into permitting issues. Man. So. <laughs> you need a permit for a howitzer? Yeah. Darn government. I thought, didn't we just have a Supreme Court decision about that? I don't remember any historical uh, restrictions on howitzers. It can't be that hard to design your own howitzer, right? I, yeah, right? It's just a big cannon. Yeah. yeah. I, well, it's... Pretty hard to design one that can get an artillery shell to cloud height. Why? Because uh, uh, you don't want it to explode. Oh. It, you, you need to. I mean, I feel, like, like, oh, that's yeah. just, I feel like that's just I basic. I feel like you could ask any high school physics teacher to figure that out. They can do it for you. I feel it. like I wouldn't want to be close to the high school physics, te- physics teacher's how it's or when it's test fired for the first time. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a cannon from, like, the 1910s, right? Yeah, but gunsmithing is really, really hard. Homemade guns explode all the time, and we're it's, talking it's about something much more energetic than <laughs> it's, small It's arms. from the 18... It's The first howitzers are from the 1750s. Okay. Ooh. Come on, we could we could do it. They could do it. <laughs> they, right, want a, they want a cloud seed, but they can't make their own howitzer? I don't trust these guys. <laughs> I Come mean, on. I, Come on. it's unclear Division to me labor, that a, Jamil. it's unclear to me that a homemade howitzer would not also run into permitting issues. Uh, if I had to guess, it's probably something about uh, noise uh, permitting because you know these things can break windows at uh, I think like oh, half God. a mile away for the really big oh, yeah, ones. If the, if the local government's um, involved, forget it. Yeah, yeah. Just give up. <laughs> noise complaint. Nuisance, nuisance violation. All right. <laughs> what else? What else we got that's uh, that, that's good news? Uh, so another startup, Intuitive Machines, has a lunar lander tentatively slated for launch on a SpaceX Falcon 9 on November 15th. A uh, lunar lander? Yes. And assuming hey, that... India just landed one of those, right? Yeah, they did. Uh, but assuming this launches on time and nothing goes wrong, it would be the first private company to put a lander on the moon. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, so I hear that everyone's like back into the moon now. Yeah, it's Because great. they found ice. Yeah. So they're like, oh, well, we could like do stuff on the moon now. We didn't think there was anything there. But, uh, you know, if you find ice on the moon, you can make water, you can make oxygen. You can make rocket you know, fuel, things, yeah. Things people need to survive. So that's pretty cool. I'm glad everyone's back into the moon. Like, I, I, I was alive in the 60s, so uh, I missed out on that whole thing. Uh, Jamil, what do, you, what do you think? Moon, cool, not cool? I, I, if there's ice, I'm all, I'm all about putting a uh, moon base on the moon, if that's what we're talking about. Is that back on the table now that we think there's ice there? Yeah. It's cool. That's really cool. Good job, yeah, SpaceX. If you put, yeah, you could put like a little moon base like right next to the ice pile. <laughs> You're good to go. Yeah. Come Just on, imagine. I played this video game. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think this is Elon's doing a great job with this type of stuff. Like <laughs> yeah, nobody right? else, nobody else has the balls alone, to do. This is so it's such a crazy thing to do. Like, good job, man. Do this stuff. Keep keep with this. Stay off of Twitter. <laughs> I don't disagree. Wise words. Oh man. Uh, Lunar Lander. All right. Well, I hope it works out. Pretty sweet. Uh, just to be clear, though, I do not want to go to the moon base. No, no, it sounds um, terrible. Space sucks. I yeah. don't know. I've never been to space, but from what I understand of it, it's terrible, and it's the worst place to go. So I will stay here on Earth with my beloved gases and liquids. <laughs> but I wish everyone else well on their trips to space. I'll send you a postcard. <laughs> You'd go? Oh, yeah. Hell oh, yeah. Do. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'd do, like, a space tourism thing. If you could, like, you know, fly up for a few hours and then come back down, that'd be cool. And I'm not doing this, like, living on the moon base thing. Sounds terrible. That. Yeah. Happy for you, though, David. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, I'd also be cool sending David to space. That sounds fun. Yeah, it sounds great for David. <laughs> All right, David. Since we're still on Earth... 
what is what else is going on that we should be happy about? Uh, I see something about quantum superchemistry. Yeah, so uh, quantum superchemistry. I don't know what it is. I don't know why it's cool, but it sounds super cool. Uh, so, oh, so, this is a news show, people. So yeah, from what I understand, when you uh, get a molecule very, very cold and then poke it into the same quantum, poke all the atoms into the same quantum state, uh, you can do really weird, really fast chemical reactions with that. Uh, And this is something that's been theorized for a long time, but has actually been observed in a lab for the first time. Yeah, that's not surprising. Physics gets super weird at the quantum level. Why wouldn't chemistry? Uh, I gotta take issue with this a little bit, though. Quantum superchemistry? Really? You couldn't just call it quantum chemistry? It's gotta be quantum superchemistry? I believe quantum chemistry is already what? a thing. I agree it's a little bit pretentious. Mm. I don't... I don't. Does this even qualify as quantum if they're not, like... I feel like they're dealing with things that are too big to be qualified as quantum, right? Because they're talking about atoms and molecules, not, like... Yeah, so quarks. so you need to, you need to get the... Uh, the quantum bits into the same state, and that's the only time it'll actually, you know, work. And to do that, you have to enter the quantum realm. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I actually had a happy news story that I put on the outline, and it is that uh, some company has used AI to allow uh, ALS patients. This is the thing that, um, what's his name? The uh, brief history of time guy, super smart physicist. What's his name? Stephen Hawking. Yeah, yeah, Stephen Hawking. That's what he had. Um, so it's allowing ALS patients to communicate using the, a brain interface at about eighty words per minute, which sounds pretty fast to me. It sounds fast. Yeah, but they just fast. like put a brain hat on them and uh, reads their brain waves and translates it into speech. It's awesome. That's very cool. And um. They're using AI to do this. You know, the same AI that Enyosh is always like, we should stop uh, developing that. That's bad. <laughs> uh, but yeah, just... people, are, people are communicating through, like, telepathy. It's amazing. <laughs> we're finally reaching the, the sci-fi future we were promised. Right? We're almost and there. And I'm like, look, uh, you know, it's great for ALS patients and all. But also, I could use this. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> because, That's you know, faster I... than I type, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> That's faster than you type. I mean, it's probably, I I feel like it's like, I I forget what the accuracy numbers were, but I'm pretty sure it was like more accuracy than I type on my phone. Um, But I, so, so my, I, my theory about the, you know, the future of, uh, you know, computers and phones and stuff is it's all going to be AR glasses, right? Um, (laughs) Maybe. And, but like (laughs) the interface sucks on the phone, you know, typing with your thumb sucks. Um, I don't think they're going to be able to come up with anything much better for like your hands to do with uh but if you could just walk around with your ar glasses on and just like think uh at it and have it do stuff you know i feel like that's the best kind of user interface yeah uh, once you can do that you've got jane from ender's game yeah yeah you're there so uh something else really cool that uh this technology has done that i was going to add to the outline and then i realized it's just the same thing wes already put on here (laughs) uh they've actually used the same uh system to let a woman who has locked in syndrome communicate yeah uh so that's when you have full body paralysis so your brain is working fine you can think uh sometimes you can move your eyes uh, but you can't otherwise move your body. Uh, and, yeah, it's the most hellish existence I've ever heard described to me, and AI is making it marginally less hellish. All right. All right, David, you have one further happy news story for us. Yes, so a bunch of rich tech investors are trying hey. to make a new city uh, in the San Francisco Bay Area. Oh, that's brilliant. Uh, yeah, they've bought up a bunch of farmland <laughs> in Montezuma Hills, which is an otherwise mostly uninhabited part of the Bay Area, and they are trying to build a city there that isn't as dysfunctional as the rest of the Bay. And 
They are advertising it as creating tens of thousands of new jobs and potentially being as walkable as Paris or Greenwich Village. Yeah, I'm looking at it on the map. It's uh, yeah, it's like it's it's pretty far inland from San Francisco, but there's a nice little uh, you know, big river there. Um, and it's certainly closer to San Francisco than like Santa Cruz. Uh, sorry, the West Village, not Greenwich. Uh, Village. It looks about the the distance from from actual San Francisco proper as San Jose is. Hmm. Uh, yeah, so that would, it's about halfway between. Oh, it's about halfway between San Francisco and Sacramento. Okay, uh, but yeah, certainly certainly qualifies as Bay Area, I'd say, or as I call it, San Francisco Bay Area, because there's more than one Bay, you assholes. <laughs> uh, but is, yeah. is, is this where it. cities come from? Is this how new cities start nowadays? I mean, nowadays, sure. Yeah. I mean, new cities don't really start nowadays. Yeah. So, oh yeah, I'm looking at it on the um, the the uh, satellite map, and it, there is nothing there. It is just all farmland. Farmland. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, we don't need that. So, farmland, and there's also like an air force base or something. So before these investors uh, announced the project, there was speculation that like the Chinese are buying up these farms to try to spy on the Air Force. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, there's the Travis Air Force Base, like, right to the, the northwest. Uh, but come on, Jimmy L. We do not need, like, this, like, prime real estate in in the San Francisco Bay Area to be farmland. There's plenty of other farmland. This, I mean, that's fair. I don't know. I just feel Especially like... Especially if Rainmaker gets started. Hey, yeah, you got farmland everywhere. Yeah, I was going to say, what's the water situation like out there? Oh, it's terrible. It's the water yeah. situation is terrible everywhere in um, in it's California. Or, yeah, really, the western United States. Yeah, let's start a new city. Woo. Basically everywhere west of the Continental Divide. That's fine. Yeah, no, this I would mean, actually save water because it's the farmland taking it all up. Is that, that feels right. Oh, yeah. No, if you look at who's using all the water, it's, it's the goddamn farmers. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, cool. Yep. Yeah. And they're all trying to be like, oh, it's people watering their lawns, those selfish assholes. It's like, all right. I mean, yeah, you could save a little from stopping people watering their lawns, but, like, it's agricultural. That it's, water doesn't, like, go away, though, when you water your lawn, right? Doesn't it, like, seep back into the system and then come back? Yes, that's called the water cycle. Yeah, that's the thing, right? I remember It doesn't, that. though, because they're taking it all from the Colorado River, and it doesn't, get, it doesn't make it back there. Hmm. Like that's that's the big problem is the the Colorado River is like running out of water because they're taking and, so much. And the Nest, Nestle is a problem there too, right? Isn't that what's going on? Uh, Nestle stealing all the water. They're mostly a problem in South America. Okay. I'm, I'm okay with it then. I'm okay with this with this new tech <laughs> with this new tech startup city. <laughs> do it do it the right way, guys. As long as they're not a uh, startup city. Good does problem. it have a Does it have a name yet? Did they come up with a cool name for it? Uh, let's see. I do not see any mention of a name in the place that I would expect to see a mention of the name. Ah, <laughs> oh, come on, you you tech guys. You love coming up with dopey names for stuff. Uh, in fairness, yeah. the New York Times did a quote-unquote expose of this a bit before they uh, were planning on announcing it. So they... It's probably still in Let's call it Silicon City. Honestly, I'm kind of here for it. <laughs> what What did Akon call his city? Let's just take that name. Was it Akon City? Was it Akon City? Yeah, let's just call it Akon City. <laughs> That'd be great. Oh, it is, is Akon City. Akon City, Senegal. Yeah. Yes. I would just, yeah. yeah, I would just call it that. Total troll. It'd be amazing. <laughs> I'd be like, it's the good Akon City. All right. Well, enough of this foolishness. It's time for the foolishness of troop deployments. I'm willing to put wave after wave of men at your disposal. As we all know, politics is the mind killer and arguments are soldiers. So in that spirit, we ask each of our hosts to send a soldier out onto the battlefield each episode. And as usual, we'll start with David. Yeah, so I've been reading a book on fortune telling. Uh, It's not like a skeptic book. It's a book from a guy who... Uh, thinks fortune telling is real, quote unquote, in some sense. Um, and it's interesting. It's really neat. Um, I'm still kind of chewing on it. Uh, and so I've been thinking a lot about fortune telling and like trying to put together a rationalist or at least a post rat theory of fortune telling and what's going on here. Cause this is like 
one of the older institutions in human existence, uh, and I'm pretty sure it would have gotten selected <coughs> out by cultural evolution if there was absolutely nothing there. So the initial first pass at putting this theory together I've got is it's a combination of therapy, um, um, randomizing over outcomes in situations with multiple Nash equilibria, and possibly some other stuff. Uh, like I said, I'm still kind of chewing on it, uh, so mostly just wanted to, um, invite people to, uh, get in touch with us on the Discord if you have any thoughts about fortune-telling and what the heck might be going on. All right. And by us, he means him. Don't contact me with your (laughs) fortune-telling nonsense. Please don't talk to me about (laughs) (laughs) fortune-telling. All right. Jamil, what's Uh, your troop deployment for your guest appearance? Uh, well, raise your hand if you've had an overall negative experience with U.S. public schools. I think that's <laughs> pretty much everyone. Uh, they more or they more often feel like prisons than anything else. The rigid structures, hours sitting in class, trying to guess your teacher's passwords. It's not exactly the best recipe for sparking a love of learning. Um, schools, they more or less magically line up with the standard work day or work week. No, wait, it's not, it's not magic. That's because they serve a secondary purpose. They're daycare. They let our workforce leave home for 10 months of the year, be productive. That's great. It's fantastic. Unfortunately, our schools, they're just doing such a bad job at being daycares and at educating kids. But fear not, I have a solution. We just simply have to shift the balance and lean more towards the daycare side. And I use the term daycare kind of lightly. Uh, but let's rethink schools. Uh, they're more than just study factories. Imagine if they were buzzing community centers with sports, clubs, games, tutoring, you name it. Learning doesn't just happen in a classroom, and turning schools into true community hubs uh, could make a massive difference. Uh, now, to facilitate this, all we have to do is decrease the amount of hours of class time each week. Now, this is heresy in the education world, but I think we've seen a couple studies now that show that people are actually more productive with a four-day work week. These are kids we're talking about. So I say that's not far enough. Traditional classes should be limited to three days a week. The other two days should be focused on all those other activities that are valuable, uh, but don't feel like prison. Uh, This would be better for everyone involved. Teachers can have more time to prepare their lessons. They can tutor. They can give feedback to students who need it most. Students will feel less like prisoners. They'll be less traumatized, and they'll have a chance to recover from their studies each week. Uh, Students who need the most help will have more access to it. Students who need less help will be free to delve ahead and follow their passions, and hopefully they'll all develop independence early like kids in the good old days. Now, along with these changes, I'd like to see a certification system replace the current high school diploma. Is there any credential less informative than a high school diploma? If you were a whiz in math but incompetent in history, you should be able to get a cert that says what math abilities you have. Uh, Some will uh, obviously be required, like reading and math, but others might be elective. Uh, And not to bury the lead, uh, but if we pay students for each certification they pass, I think you'll see a huge upturn in how effective the system is. So I'm 100% here for everything you just said, but that does not sound like daycare. (laughs) (laughs) I use daycare very, very lightly. Okay. I think uh, daycare Jamil, is awesome. You are a school teacher, correct? I am. I am. Yeah. All right. So you know what you're talking about. Yeah. I teach finance, economics, law, and marketing. It's great. Great time. Uh, to high school. High school, sixth grade through twelfth grade. Yeah, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth, eleventh, and twelfth grade. It is extremely cool that those topics are getting taught to kids of that age. Oh yeah, school. absolutely. There's, that's pretty common nowadays. Um, entrepreneurship is one of the things that kind of I focus on in the business side, uh, starting businesses, business plans, things like that. Um, kids can learn the stuff. Just got to kind of give them a chance. But it's school so stressful and it's so long. Oh my god, can you imagine sitting in a classroom from eight a.m. to three p.m. every day? Well, it's awful. Why? It's yes, so bad. I can imagine that. <laughs> it's so bad. It's bad for everyone. I promise you. Oh, <laughs> no arguments no here. No argument here. <laughs> All right, my trip deployment this week is. Will somebody please run against Joe Biden? (laughs) Primary season has started, and on the Republican side, the nominee is almost certainly going to be Donald Trump, because that's, uh, because Republican primary voters want Trump. Plenty of people are running against him, but they're probably all going to fail because Trump is very popular with all the people doing the voting. On the Democrat side, 
Biden is almost certainly going to be the nominee, but not because the voters actually want him. On the contrary, most Democrats don't want Biden to run again. Which makes sense. He's 80 years old. At the end of his second term, he'll be 86. And he's clearly suffering effects from his age. In 2020, the primary voters elected Biden primarily because they thought he had the best chance to beat Trump. That's no longer the case. I'm sorry, but he's too damn old. Biden's age will be the story throughout the 2024 election season, and if he loses, that will probably be the reason. The problem is that nobody will run against him. His top two challengers are confirmed crazy people Robert F. Kennedy Jr. and Marianne Williamson, and Biden's still only polling at 64%. In 2020, the DNC had to hold two separate debates because 20 different people were running. Now it's crickets. If anyone remotely serious enters the race, they could probably take him down. I really don't want to get into the situation where Biden has to debate Trump and he comes across as a senile old man. That will kill him in the election. So please, somebody run against him. Give me someone like Cory Booker, Jared Polis, or Julian Castro. Andrew Yang could run on his weird forward party platform. Even obvious hacks like Gavin Newsom or Amy Klobuchar would be better candidates than Biden. So please, let's have a real primary. If it turns out people actually want Biden, fine. But let's actually give people a choice. Not wrong, not wrong. Uh, I'm looking forward to Andrew Yang versus Vivek Ramaswamy in 2024. <laughs> oh, man, I would, I would uh, unironically love that. All right. Well, that's our show for this uh, two-week period. Please follow us wherever you follow podcasts. Please leave us reviews wherever you can leave reviews on podcasts. Subscribe to our podcast on Substack. You'll get episodes early. You'll get access to bonus episodes. And you'll get access to our subscriber-only Discord channel where you can come tell us how great Jamil was and how you want him back all the time. And come back in two weeks. Same rat time, same rat channel. Bye. Bye.